it's my lifestyle, it's my lifestyle. <laughs> welcome, welcome to the Grounds Crew, a podcast covering all things baseball. We're brought to you by Baseball Lifestyle. What's going on, everybody? My name is Josh Gerson. I am the content director at Baseball Lifestyle 101, and welcome back to the first episode in a long time of the Grounds Crew. I'm Bill Rahm, one of the owners of BL. Looking forward to talking to you guys, giving you guys some updates on what's happening in the season. We're going to be breaking down things that are happening in the game, not just MLB content, but also talking about anything culturally that's happening in baseball. We want to talk about all the fun things that make what a baseball lifestyle is and bring it to you guys here on the Grounds Crew Podcast. So I was I met Josh Pirro, who's the other owner and founder of Baseball Lifestyle, back when he was 12. We started to work on Baseball Lifestyle, and we've helped to grow it into what it is today. And as we continue to grow, me and Josh were sitting down. We started talking about how can we make a podcast that we talk about the game, the way we build clothing and other products for you guys. So, Josh, for you, what do you feel like is a, a big reason why you wanted to do the show? So, Bill, one of the things that we just kind of talked about a lot is, is the, and we were talking about a different segment that's going to be up on YouTube, is the, the fun in the game and how it's kind of, it's, it's getting stale a little bit. And we wanted to do it with our clothes, with our media. We wanted to change that. We wanted to make it more exciting, more just fun for everybody in all levels of the game, from the youngest kids all the way to the pros. And I think that's, that's the basis of what we're trying to do with this podcast, is just entertain everybody and make baseball a new, fun, exciting game. Yeah, and I think that uh, one of the big things for us has been, you know, what's the way in which we wanted to do it? And we know that a long time ago we had the Grounds Crew podcast, and we were one of the top five podcasts in the world for baseball. And over time, you know, we got away from that because the clothing and everything else grew. But we've been seeing lately, like, a lot of garbage in the game. And, like, people are making stuff, and it's just not fun. It's not exciting. It's more of the same old, same old stuff. And I, I think that we can bring something cool and we can, you know, bring some access to people that they might, might not have to players in the game. Yeah, definitely. And I think something that's really cool that we've kind of built over time is our, our access and, and the things that we can bring to people. Um, and I'm really excited to kind of start diving into that, especially this season after, you know, a lot with COVID and everything. we got a lot of great stuff planned and I'm, and I'm excited to roll that out for people. I think it's going to be really amazing. Yeah. So uh, getting into everything else, uh, so you guys know a little bit more about the podcast and, and things that we're going to do, uh, we want to have things that are going across all social channels. So we're going to be bringing you guys stuff from TikTok. We're going to be showing you guys stuff from Instagram, from YouTube. We're going to talk to YouTubers. We're going to talk to players who are playing in the game. And we want to bring all of that to you. And we also want to talk about the things that you know suck in baseball. You know, we don't want to hide away from, oh, we can't talk about this, we can't talk about that. I think, you know, living a baseball lifestyle has always been about, you know, what do you hate about it just as much as what do you love about it? Yeah, definitely. And I think what's important, too, is that um, a lot of the, the things that we're going to talk about are, are things that aren't always covered on, you know, mainstream networks and things that we kind of talk about just on our own time. We've realized, you know, we want to put this on a podcast. we got a, a lot of cool ideas that we want people to hear and and, and show them kind of what, what we're all about and what we think the game should be like. For sure. So getting into a little bit about what's going on, uh, let's start with our first topic of our relaunch of the Grounds Crew Podcast. Are you excited? I'm stoked, Bill. Right. Are, are you nervous? A little bit, yeah. But, me too, me too. Know, that's, that's part of it, you know, being very excited and kind of it's all in there. Yeah. All right, so we're ready to get into our first topic. The MLB just announced that they are not going to have a DH in the 2021 season. They're going to do seven-inning doubleheaders, and they are going to be doing a runner on second for extra innings. Now, Bill, I want to know what your thoughts are on this because it is pretty wild. Yeah, so the, the runner on second base I really don't like. 
Uh, I think that ultimately when we're, we're looking at everything, uh, you, you're trying to make it exciting, you're trying to pick up the game, you're trying to shorten the game. If you're trying to do all of those things, have, have a DH. Have better players on the field. You know, taking and putting a, a, a pitcher into the game, right, that speeds up the game, I guess, because that person's going to get out. But if you score runs, right, that's going to change what happens. By having a, a, a DH taken away from the game, you're also making it that one side has a distinct advantage during the regular season when you do inter, interleague play. How do we keep pitchers healthier year-rounds? Like if a pitcher's got to get up and he's got to get in the box and he's got to run around the bases every time he pitches, you can pull a hamstring, you can do all this stuff. So like, it, it, it impacts the quality of the game there anyway. And then also, like, I want to see people hit home runs. I want to see people hit. Watching a, a pitcher come up and embarrass himself is funny in the moment. But, like, it sucks when your team is rallying and you know that you have a, a, a person who can't play in the box. Yeah, 100%. I totally agree with you. Um, I think, and in the way the game's trending, too, people want more home runs. They want bigger hitters. And, and just kind of having the, the pitchers come up, take three strikes, and go back to the box is, A, a disadvantage for the National League, and B, yeah, it's not exciting. It slows the game down to some degree because, you know, there's pinch hitters coming in, people are getting pulled, whatever, and it's just not exciting. And I think they should just bail on it. They should get the DH for both leagues, and let's go change the game. And you're and you and I are both are both Mets fans, right? Yeah. So like when we look at that, th- this rule literally means that the Mets are not going to have Dom Smith and Pete Alonso in the lineup at the same time. Yep. So the Mets just got substantially worse at any given time. And if you go over to a team like the Yankees. You have a situation where they have a bunch of guys who shouldn't be playing the field who get to take rest days by being the DH. So they get to put their best lineup out every day. So when you look at home run numbers and, oh, this offense is good, this offense is bad, like your offense is good because you you get to play your best players. So I I just don't understand why they went with it, especially if if we're trying to worry about how the teams are going to make it through the season. Like this is going to hamper the National League keeping guys healthy. Yep. Absolutely, and I think something that's interesting too that you brought up with the Mets uh, in particular, as you know, we're big fans of them. The, they were literally sitting there praying that we would get the DH because they want Dom Smith in the lineup without having him to be in the field because he's not a great left fielder. But we need that bat in the lineup, and to not kind of be able to get a great defensive left fielder in order to keep his bat there, it, it hurts us. And, and they're going to have to figure out like they're probably going to have to trade Dom Smith. Like they're going to have to move on from him, or they're going to have to trade Pete Alonso. Because at this point in time, the, the, the Mets lineup looks like, and the whole team looks like they're going to be a borderline contender in this, in, in, in this season. You know, I think the projections just came out. They're projected to run away with the National League East, have 96 wins. Like, that's a, that's a great team. But if you look at your team now and you know, hey, we can't have this guy play. You know, trade it for a position where you're weak somewhere. I know the Mets were looking at Springer at one point in time to come in and play center field. Yeah. Obviously went to Toronto. Like, th- there's there's things that have changed because they didn't know what they could do. So by keeping this kind of, oh, well, last second, we're going to say no DH, There's a, you, you, you hampered that team. Yeah. And you took away their ability to be competitive, which, again, I, I just think is ridiculous. I totally agree with you. Um, I, it, it's unfortunate. I was really hoping this would be the year they would get it done, but... We're gonna to have to wait and see um, what they what they kind of do. Um, for the, I know you're talking about the second base thing. I I understand what they're trying to do there. They're trying to speed it up and all that. I just like why? Why do you think that they, that's something that they keep pushing for? It's just just speed it up and like that's it. Well, so if, if, again, the game has become such a, a focal point on analytics, mm-hmm. right? So like if 
you have like the analytics saying that more people score X amount of runs once they get to second base, right? That that we know the amount of runs are gonna are gonna lift. You're gonna get scoring. So they're fabricating scoring by taking it away, and now it comes down to which team is more clutch, which team can play defense, mm-hmm. which I think is is fine. Like at some point in time, there wasn't a three point line in the NBA. Right? right, and then when the three-point line came in, I'm sure there were people who were like, "This is ridiculous! Like you're changing the game, you're doing all this stuff." Like, but now the game is all about three-pointers, right? Yep. Home home runs. Every dad was upset in the '90s about, "Oh no, you're supposed to swing down on the ball," and like, you, you, you guys got to field it, throw it. There's so many more chances to make errors. Don't put the ball in the air. Right, and all of those kids who listened to their dads in the early 2000s don't play baseball anymore because they can't hit in today's environment. Yeah. Right, so they ruined their kid's opportunity because the kid was hitting down on the ball. And launch angle is a thing; mm-hmm. it, it does matter, and things go out. So yeah. MLB is using the analytics to try to impact what they're saying for the game, and I get it, but I think that's the wrong move. The better move is DH, score more runs. Yep. Don't give. Uh, uh, an opportunity to score a, a, an easy single up the middle scores a run, and now a team's got it, and then the next team's going to get the same thing, but they happen to be coming up to the pitcher in the lineup, and th- that's not now equal. I think you're you're creating, you know, luck is coming more and more into what it is, yep. and not strategy and not performance. Absolutely. And, and if you do that, you know, how do you justify like? This team got all their runs by going around the lineup multiple times. This team got all their runs from, from hitting home runs. Right. So one team's going to be at a different point in the lineup than the other. So now you're not making it apples to apples. And, and that, that's going to ruin the game. Ruin yeah. the game. Bad move. Bad, yeah. bad guys. So now let me ask you this. Now we're, we're, we're coming up on the season. Spring training's almost here. Who are a couple of teams that you are excited to watch? I know we're talking about a lot of weapons, a lot of different teams. Who's at the top? So, I mean, honestly, if I'm looking at... Like my fandom, right? Mm-hmm. I, I'm I'm excited to see the Mets, right? And and I think that if if anybody's been following Stephen Cohen signing with the Mets, which I I wish we had had the podcast going by the time he bought the team because that yeah. would have just been a lot of fun to talk about him. Uh, the the Mets are exciting, you know. You 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 go out and you see they they put a big offer out on the table for Bauer, so that means that they're willing to go and spend more money if 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 there's a person who's available and makes sense for what they're looking to do. Right. Syndergaard's going to come back. They got Carrasco. You have Degrom, who's the the goat. I don't I don't want to hear it. No matter what anybody says, the best pitcher in baseball is Jacob Degrom. It's not close. 100%. Um, so like that team is going to be exciting. Uh, I'm really interested to see the growth of the Padres and see yes. how they build on the things that are going on. Young, exciting team. They have some different things. Like I, I like everything that happened in San Diego. And, and and what they have going on. So those are those are two teams that I really look at and I say, hey, they should be fun. And then I'm really interested to see like obviously the money was a problem for a lot of teams this offseason and you saw people bail out on contracts. Yeah. But Toronto looks like they had money. Yeah. And they came out and they've got some stuff. And if if you know the last few years has, has proven anything, the Yankees aren't built to win in the postseason. Mm-hmm. They're built to win during the regular season. If you can you know, do enough, you might be able to sneak that division away like the Rays did. Yeah. You know, so I think the I think the the, the AL East is really interesting with what they have going on. Toronto looks like a super interesting team. Come out, get some guys, make yeah. some moves, try to increase Padres and then the Mets. And yeah, you can call me a homer all you want. 
uh, <laughs> I, again, I think they're going to be good. Who, who, anybody else that you think of? Um, definitely high on the Padres. I honestly was really looking forward to see how they were going to do against the Dodgers before they signed Bauer. Now I'm even more interested because if they can take down that team and, and get to the World Series, because you know it's, it's probably going to be Padres, Dodgers, Padres, Mets, Dodgers, Mets. It's going to be right there. Um, so that's definitely going to be an interesting thing, especially in the NL West. Um, I do love what the Blue Jays have been doing. Um, and I know you were talking about the Yankees as well, and I think that signing of Jameson Tyon is huge for them because they needed another arm, and he has a lot of potential high-ceiling guy. So I would love to see kind of how, how far he takes them. Him, Cole, Severino is going to be back. Um, they got Debbie Garcia, so they could be definitely be interesting. Um, but the, the, we're, we're really on the same page of who, who we're hot on right now, and I think that's really what was interesting about, like you said, the – a lot of uh, other teams didn't have a lot of money to keep big guys, so we're looking at a lot of super teams right now, and which is fine, honestly. Well, we the have... Dodgers, the Dodgers are like the they're the new Yankees, yeah. right? Like the the Yankees in in late '90s, early 2000s, when they had a, a solid roster, you know, like their '96 team was solid, yeah. and then they went out and they were just like, how can we spend more money than everybody else and just constantly win? Mm-hmm. And you know, go out get Roger Clemens, have him on your team. You know, stack that on. A couple of years later, they're getting Alex Rodriguez. Add that on, and pay all these guys all this money. The 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 Dodgers are doing that, and I feel like they're doing it even more yeah. than than what the Yankees had even done at that time with making trades, taking on big contracts. They've done a good job of development. You know, they look like a, a team that that has an ownership group that's just willing to do everything. Uh, I I hope that. I'm wrong, but I, I don't know how any team beats them this year. Yeah, you know the Bauer contract. Well, I, I don't. I don't think Bauer's forty million dollars, mm-hmm. and that's fine. Like I think he's a really good pitcher. Yeah, but and, and you you make what you make on the market, and you make the money that you make, and like that's fine. Um, but if anybody's expecting him to come out and replicate what he did in the shortened season, where he was able to you know give all the gas, you know all gas no breaks. Yeah, right. Like. He was able to do that in a shortened season. Will he be able to be that guy, or will he be closer to who he's been, which is a, a high-end number two, low-end number one level guy? Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it's definitely interesting. I think it was very cool to see and, and over time, especially the Dodgers have just been in every single contract talk for any big guy. You know, they I feel like they were late to the to the Bauer thing, and then they just scooped him up, and the, and the, the Mets were kind of screwed on that, and it's unfortunate. You know, I would have liked to see how our, our starting rotation looked with him in it. But, you know, they're doing a lot of big moves, and, and they're going for the dynasty. But I think, I think like you're saying, I think the problem that the Dodgers are going to run into is they've got the guys they aren't paying that they're going to have to start paying soon. Yeah. You know, so, like, there's not an infinite spend that they really have. You know, so I think their, their last gasp effort is going to be this year. Mm-hmm. I, and unless, unless Bauer opts out and doesn't want to make another $40 million next year, which I can't foresee, yeah. that he's going to opt out then. He's probably going to opt out after after year two, not mm-hmm. after year one. Yeah. Um, but how are they going to afford some of the guys that they have on their team? I don't know if they have much leverage to change from what they are, but you know, Walker Bueller is going to be coming up on needing money at some point in time in the not-too-distant future. Yeah, they signed him for a couple of years for it, not much. It, you know, like, and, and, and where is that going to go, and, and how are all those contracts going to be? And You know, I, I just... Uh, to, to, to me, I would have loved, obviously, for the Mets to sign as many good players as they possibly can. Yeah. I, w- I, I think that uh, the, the thing that we haven't seen yet is who is going to make a trade halfway through the season mm-hmm. because people don't show up in the stands. They're not making enough money. Which, which lower market team 
is going to need to lose. Chris Bryant with Chicago, right. out there available on the market, could go at any time, could go to anybody. Is, is he going to be a Met? Is he going to go to some other team during the season? I think everything's open this year, and I don't think who you walk in with is who you're walking out with. Yep, absolutely. So let me ask you this now. We talk a lot about different teams, big players. Very early World Series picks. Oh, God. Like, <laughs> to, to talk about, like, super early World Series pick. So if I had to say my, my early World Series pick, and you had to twist my arm about it, I'm going to go Yankees-Dodgers. Okay. And if I'm going to choose who's going to win, I'm going to pick the Dodgers. That's reasonable. And honestly, I, I like that. I'm, I'm going to throw you a curveball here. I'm going to say Mets-Blue Jays. Of course you were going to yeah, pick the Mets. I'm, I'm going to do it. I'm, it's <laughs> fine. And I'm, I'm very comfortable with that because it's not impossible. No, it's not. And again, like I think that if you're, if you're looking at like what's going on, like – I want to be impartial as best I can. If mm-hmm. I had to be honest right now, yep. the Dodgers team has a better team. Mm-hmm. But that also comes down with what's Lindor going to be as a Met. Yeah. Right? So, like, Lindor upgrading what they had at shortstop from what they had last year is going to change things. Last year, their whole pitching staff was devastated between Syndergaard being knocked out and with um, Stroman opting out. So you have a situation where we don't necessarily know how good they are mm-hmm. from what they were even the offensively two years previously to that, sure. and then a better pitching staff, I'd say, they have this year by a lot because Carrasco is a wild card that changes their entire thing. Yep. Um, if, uh, if, if Peterson can, can, can really be a guy for them at some point in time, cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, again, who do they make a trade for? So I like your pick. With, with, the, with the Mets, I, I obviously think that they could be. I'm just not going to unseat the Dodgers just yet. Sure. Uh, and then to me, I think the AL East is the, is the powerhouse right now. The question is who's bloodying who, mm-hmm. who gets health. I, I, I think the best roster and the best constructed team has got to be the Yankees mm-hmm. out of those teams. Yeah. But their problem is always going to be is that you're going to have uh, Stanton and – you're going to have Judge miss a heaping pile of games. Of course. Because they need to be DH, and but they can't both be DH at the same time. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely tough. I mean, they miss a lot of games, and, and that, that's unfortunate for the Yankees. Hopefully they can figure out how to keep them healthy uh, this season. So I wanted to ask you one more thing, okay? There, this went viral on Twitter yesterday, and, and it was one of the mon- more funny things I've seen in a little bit. Um, this guy, his name is uh, Flula Bork. He's a comedian. Okay, he uh, he made a vlog in 2014, um, and he was trying to. He's from Switzerland or Sweden, I think, um, and he was trying to explain to his followers baseball um, in, from someone with a very outside perspective. I'm watching now a little bit your baseball here in America. This game is the most confused game of that I'm knowing. I enjoy football. You say soccer. We have a ball. We have a net. We have a net. Kick in, boom. You kick it. Did, did ball go in net? Boom, point. We are finished. Next time. Now we go again. Boom, boom, point, boom, net, net, ball, net, done. Oh, okay. We have we have some we have some pillows. We have some pillows on the dirt. And then we have some grass. And then we have people to stand all around to make a grabbing of the, of the downstairs. Grab of crouch. Look around. Look around. Then man with stick is there. 
and then then he boom he throw throw a ball to the stick man and the stick man may hit if he make a miss of three times then out but if four times the, the but the throw is bad boom then he may walk to a pillow hilarious like i think if you look at it and you think like he's trying to be super serious mm. then and you're like mad about the the what he's saying mm. like you're missing the point here yeah like if you're trying to make talk about the game in as funny of a way as you possibly can, it's gold. Yes, it's incredible. What 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 did you think? Uh, it like I said, it was one of the more hilarious things that I've watched in a little bit. Just him like genuinely being like, this stick man hits ball and he runs to pillow and if he misses three times, like it was just he was just so serious. He gets no more chances. Yep, like, it was it was just comical. So that's always good to see some just high quality baseball content. Yeah, right there. and got, again, guys, for you guys to to know, for both Josh and I, uh, at some point in the not too distant future, this TV on the wall will allow us to play things in real time, so that you guys can see stuff as we're watching it, so we can kind of react with videos with you guys. Mm-hmm. But what we want you to do for today for this re episode of uh, the Ground Screw Podcast is what we'd like you guys to do: comment below, comment in comments, let us know what you guys thought of the video after you watch it. Uh, tell us what you thought was the funniest part of it, and are you going to start calling it a pillow instead of a base? <laughs> Absolutely, Bill. Love that. So, wrap up. Anything you want to tell the people moving forward? Any any cool ideas you've got for our next podcast? What do you think? Yeah, so guys, I think the biggest thing that uh, I think Josh and I would like everybody to know, you know, is, is we plan on doing this podcast every week and expanding it out as time goes on. Uh, one of the things that, that we want is we want interaction from you guys. So things that we want you guys to do, we want you guys to send in your fan-submitted videos. We want you guys to let us know what you guys are thinking about the game. Are there topics that you want? Uh, and in the not-too-distant future, I think we were talking, we want to have guests on the show that are our fans. Definitely. You know, We want to zoom in with the, with the fans and people who are here and, and get them on. Definitely. Yeah, no, I would love to see that. So definitely drop your questions, what you got, what you guys want to see us talk about, all that good stuff. And we will see you on the next episode of The Grounds Crew. Thanks for listening, guys. Thanks for watching. Appreciate Make you sure guys. You like and subscribe. Baseball lifestyle. It's my lifestyle. <laughs>